Welcome to the Deeply Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Cregan. It wasn't all that long ago that I was 30 kilos overweight, completely unaware. I was totally disconnected from who I was at my core, so caught up in succeeding and climbing the corporate ladder to notice I was nowhere near an identity or a life that fulfilled me. I was succeeding in many areas, but internally I was suffering. In fact, I thought that was normal. I was quite literally addicted to stress and unhelpful habits that burned me out. And now I've spent more than a decade learning from world-class experts on how to rewire my brain, address my emotions, and change my habits to transform my life from the inside out. The external goals I've achieved, including my weight loss, has been a direct result from the work I've done internally. And I've created this podcast for ambitious individuals who feel stuck in some area of their life, be it health, relationships, business or career, and who want to gain clarity and overcome doubt and overwhelm. My goal is that these podcasts will shape your perspective, increase your awareness or empower you with scientific tools that you can integrate that will change your life one small step at a time. Let's reshape your mindset, your habits, and your life. Have you ever tried meditating? I definitely have tried a lot of meditations. I've tried five minute audios, 30 minutes, one hour. I've done whole day mindfulness retreats and walking meditations. And I wanna say that it took me a long while to even begin to start meditating. And now it's something I barely do, or I do it sporadically. I do know all the benefits, as with everything. We all know cognitively the benefits of doing things like meditating or even eating well or moving our body or getting enough sleep or working on improving parts of ourselves or our lives. But the reality is most people I work with have a lot going on. And even if it's just a lot going on in their mind, most of the time it's really, really hard to sit down and meditate. It's almost overwhelming and we resist it so much. So over the last decade, I went on a hunt to figure out if there was something that we could be doing that would give us a similar benefit to meditating, but it doesn't feel so difficult or take up so much of our time and cause us to feel so restless. This is exactly what I'm going to be covering in this podcast today how you can integrate an easy strategies into your day to help you be more mindful. I have a whole section on this as part of my coaching program, and today I'm going to be sharing three of the highlights. Most of the day, we're operating on autopilot. Our subconscious mind is driving most of what we do every day, including driving our thoughts and our feelings. It's the habit center part of our brain, and it's running the show. Now, running the show basically means we are a faithful puppet to our old patterns of thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And when we're triggered, we faithfully respond in the same way we always have. It takes consciousness to insert a new, reflective, and considered action in response to a situation that's commonly known as a trigger. A trigger really is a person, time, place, event, 
or emotion or a situation that causes you to act in some way. If you've heard of stimulus and response, the trigger is the stimulus. It's the things or the thing that makes us automatically respond. And our response comes from our reactive brain because we've developed automaticity, a familiar pattern of cause and effect or trigger and response that is now subconscious. We don't consciously think about what we're doing in the present moment because it helps us preserve brain function. The trouble is most of us are disconnected from the present moment because of this phenomenon. So meditation helps you to create present moment awareness so that you can effectively choose a better response to your triggers. Now, most people I speak to wanna change some way they respond to a situation. A lot of my clients come to me saying that they feel like they're going through Groundhog Day, which is this autopilot I speak about, and that they are just reacting and they feel like they're doing a lot, but they're just not getting anywhere, which is why this process is so important to understand. And ultimately, the practice that I'm going to be sharing with you is going to help you strengthen the reflective, conscious part of your brain. So our choices, reactions, thoughts, and feelings are all pre-programmed and we just unconsciously react in the present moment. So inserting a new conscious decision in response to a trigger or to stimulus is not possible from our reactive subconscious brain. We make conscious, rational decisions using a completely different part of our brain the prefrontal cortex, our conscious brain, our reflective brain. Our prefrontal cortex helps us engage in higher order thinking. And that basically means being creative and strategic and looking at things from different perspectives and making parallels and generating ideas and using practical thinking. It also helps us engage in goal-directed behavior, meaning doing and thinking things that are helpful and will assist us in reaching our goals, whether the goal is to feel better or to achieve something. So my goal in this podcast is to help you understand how you can strengthen the ability to insert a conscious response to an unconscious trigger without having to meditate. Because as I say, most people I speak to really resist the effort with meditation. And to be honest, I believe it's because it's too far-fetched to actually have you start this journey with a meditation practice. My research into habits, neuroscience, psychology, and my experience coaching with these disciplines holistically has shown me that people can achieve faster and more sustainable results doing what I'm about to teach you as a first step versus quote unquote trying to start a mindfulness practice. I know early on in my coaching and my own life, that there was, had to be a better way to strengthen this reflective muscle, and there is. So I'm going to share three activities that you can integrate during micro moments through your day to really help you access your reflective brain. As with anything valuable, you need to keep in mind the three P's, practice, patience, and persistence. This is definitely not a one and done approach. 
And the reason for that is because your brain is firing and wiring new neurons every time you practice a new response. So it needs to fire and wire multiple times to achieve a new level of automaticity, to replace the old automatic way of responding and override that old way with this new way of responding. This time in a more conscious effort to align with you, your values and newfound beliefs and the identity that you actually want to uphold. So you need to practice and be patient with your brain when it's functioning normally because it's going to do the old things, the easier things, because that's the way that it functions at its best. And you need to be persistent so that you can reprogram a new mindset. It's not hard. You just need to be self-compassionate. Know that you're not alone on your journey and your brain just needs repetition or persistence, which requires patience. Okay, let's get into the activities now. There are three activities I have for you today, and I encourage you to think about even just applying one to your life in some way. And the first one is pausing between a stimulus and a response. In other words, pausing after you've been triggered and before you react. So instead of reacting as you always have, I want you to try and pause instead of reacting between the stimulus and response so that you have time for your brain to switch over from your reactive brain into your reflective brain. This is the muscle that we are strengthening. This is what meditation helps you do, but you're now actually doing it in everyday life. It's a tool that can be done in microseconds all day long, giving you the best chance to rewire and reprogram a new mindset and a more reflective way of being. So let's consider how you might actually pause. I would suggest that with a pause, you genuinely just take yourself off to a different room or you step outside for a minute or you walk away from your computer or your partner or you somehow excuse yourself from the current situation and environment and take yourself to a new environment. That would be an ideal thing to do. If that's not possible, let's say you're sitting down and you're having a meeting with your manager or some other sort of difficult situation to remove yourself from, this is where you'd want to be practicing some deep breathing or just resisting the urge and the temptation to react and respond in some way. I know for a lot of my women clients, it's not actually about the fact that you're going to respond in a way that's angry or overly assertive. It's more the fact that you're probably going to appease somebody in that situation, which isn't in line with who you really want to be. You're not using your voice. So I'm not suggesting that it's about you not being angry. It's you being able to give yourself the consciousness to be able to create a really considered response. Okay, so you're probably wondering how long you'll need to pause between the trigger and the response. And it's roughly about 10 minutes because it gives you enough time to dial down that reactive response and to dial up that reflective response. And the reason why it takes around about this time is because remember, you're being triggered and a trigger has a response automatically. That's that automaticity I spoke about before. You've fired and wired neurons in your brain that have been filed into the subconscious part of your brain, your basal ganglia, your habit center part of your brain. And so the brain now says, okay, when that trigger happens, we will respond in this way. And it's also emotionally driven. So when we are emotionally charged, this is how we respond. 
And this is what we're trying to reprogram with this pause. We're trying to insert a new way of being, a new way of responding. So this becomes the norm. And all of a sudden, this new way of operating is then filed and replaced in the subconscious part of our brain. And this becomes the automatic response, which is why over time, after you keep repeating it, all of a sudden, this is your new identity. This is the way that you respond is in a really healthy and helpful way towards who you want to be and what you want to achieve. So let's put this into practice a little bit more. Let's say you want to improve how you deal with an angry email rather than responding instantly when you get the email or or stewing on it in some way. All I would be encouraging you to do is to take yourself away from the environment and to do something different genuinely break the circuit of cause and response or stimulus and response and insert a new, more reflective response. So by this time, after about 10 minutes or so to begin with, you will start to dial down a lot of that urge, that impulse to react or respond or to stew on it because you've had time to engage that reflective part of your brain. So let's put this into practice. Let's say you wanted to improve how you responded to an angry email, for example. Well, instead of instantly reacting, whether that's to react emotionally or physically by responding straight away, all you would do is say, I will respond to that email, but right now I'm going to pause and do something different. So you want to distract yourself by doing something different, like getting a glass of water or stepping outside and taking a few deep breaths. Pause between stimulus, the email, and your response. The response you would do isn't a reaction because you've then given yourself the time to dial down your impulses. Or another example, let's say you found yourself with the urge to eat all the chocolate after dinner. You would say to yourself, I will eat all that chocolate, but first I'm just going to go and remove my makeup or have a shower. Basically pause between stimulus and response, giving yourself enough time to break the neural pathway and strengthen a more mindful existence. In the early days, you might honestly find that you've already sent the email or text or you've eaten all the chocolate before you've actually realized or remembered to pause and do something different. Now, this is where I really just want you to have a laugh, be self-compassionate and remember the three Ps because it's not that you'll never be able to get it. It's just that you need more practice, patience and persistence. I've seen so many people improve in many areas because of this one tool, their performance at work, their relationships, their business, their everyday addictions, all of it, all because they've used this tool, they've improved. So pause between stimulus and response is the first tool. Just consider when you can apply it to your area of your life and start practicing. Okay, so the next tool on the list is to check in with your feelings. Now, this is something that I speak about a lot, and I would encourage you to listen to podcast number 23, which is Your Feelings Drive Your Habits. It's a two-part episode because I go into a lot more detail around the importance of totally checking in with your emotions. Remember, we live on autopilot all day long, just rushing around and stuffing down how we really feel, and we end up depleting all our resources, and we start to act out of alignment with who we really want to be. 
This is called the intention behavior gap, where we have great intentions, but our behaviors fall short. And it often happens by the end of the day, or for some people by lunchtime, because we're so depleted. It's when our self-control plummets, and so does our willpower. And ultimately, we end up repeatedly experiencing the intention behavior gap and misaligning our actions with our ideal identity. And we end up feeling stuck, reaching overwhelm or even burnout. So I want you to start checking in with how you're feeling during the day. Emotions can be a trigger themselves. And when they're not addressed, they can really feel unhelpful reactions and thoughts. So check in with how you're feeling. My suggestion for you is to start checking in with how you're feeling about two times during the day. During a couple bathroom breaks will do the trick. This gives you the chance to consciously connect to you, to how you're feeling and give yourself the support and spaciousness that you need. Our emotions are also driven from our reactive brain, our basal ganglia, the subconscious part of our brain. So this tool helps to strengthen your reflective part of your brain too by engaging your prefrontal cortex. So check in with how you're feeling through the day just twice and label the emotion. Again, listen to podcast 23, your feelings drive your habits so you can get a deeper understanding about how this all works. And the final tool I strongly encourage you to do is take three deep belly breaths. And when I want you to do this is when you're transitioning between tasks. This is a tool to help you engage your parasympathetic nervous system to tell your body that you're safe and to help you engage your reflective brain also. A few deep breaths feels really good too and helps you calm down. It helps you pause and can address some emotions. So this is a really powerful tool to use each day. Now, I remember when I first got told to take a few deep breaths, I was sitting down with a psychologist probably about 10 years ago. We had a psychologist for part of our corporate role, and I remember offloading to him about all the challenges I had with my executive team and what I was doing in my role and how challenging it was. And I remember in response to what I was saying, he said, all you need to do is take three deep breaths And I remember thinking, uh, did you just hear me tell you all about the like scroll of problems that I had and you're thinking that a few deep breaths is going to actually help me? Now, admittedly, there was a lot of information I felt that he missed out on, you know, how I interpreted the situation, my beliefs around it, and really helping me cognitively work through some of my thoughts. But there was something in what he said, whether or not he said it at the right time and how he said it and, and what he how he followed it up, I would say was questionable. But the point is, is that the idea of three deep breaths is to engage that parasympathetic nervous system to calm you down and to help you think about a more conscious, reflective response that is in line with who you are and who you want to be. You know, this is one of the experiences I had with a psychologist that really got me into researching and doing my own test to figure out what was worth keeping, what was worth refining, and what was worth dropping. So I know that I've given you such high quality, irrefutable tools that can make a huge impact in your life. So why don't you choose to start with one, just one, just one practice? What will it be? Is it the pause? Is it checking in with your feelings or is it taking a few deep breaths? 
Which one could you start today? Maybe consider what you have coming up for the rest of your day today or tomorrow and contemplate how you could use one of these tools. Did you see what I did there? I had you use your prefrontal cortex to reflect and consider your day and contemplate how you could use this tool. This is part of the skill. This is is what I want you to develop. This is what I want for you. None of these tools are time consuming. They're all incorporated into your day in a way that's easy and sustainable. So I really hope you enjoyed learning about how you can reshape your life, your mind, and your habits to feel more empowered, confident, and in control, and ultimately live a flourishing internal and external life. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Well done for taking this step, empowering you closer to a life you love. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss my updates. Now, I know my friends send me podcasts all the time, and I was just wondering, is there someone in your circle you feel would benefit from hearing this episode? Who's someone who wants to grow or improve in different areas of their life, who you want to see fulfilled and succeeding also? Well, I would be so grateful if you shared this episode with them. It could be exactly what they need to hear. Now, thank you for your support as always and for listening and I'll see you again next time.